Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. When God says to you, show no partiality, what do you think? Well, I think you ought to look it up (laughs) because I don't use impartial and partial or partiality in my regular day. And it's important that we know what God is actually saying. You can get it from the context of the reading, absolutely. But a word, partiality, really jumped out at me today. So guess what? We're going to look it up. Okay. In Merriam-Webster's dictionary, it isn't all that much. (laughs) It just said the quality or state of being partial or a bias, a special taste or liking. So some synonyms would be you take favor to something, one-sidedness, partisanship. How often do you hear that in politics? Bipartisanship means it's for both parties type of thing. Partisanship means I'm only for one side. Prejudice, opposite would be your (laughs) impartiality or neutrality, your objectivity, your open-mindedness, your unbiased. So when God says that we must show no partiality, are we showing no favor, no bias towards someone or something. I want to read James, but I also want to also show you a little bit about how this ties into the gospel. And again, James, I'm telling you, pull out the book. It's so amazing. James chapter 2, verse 1 through 9. My brothers and sisters, show no partiality. As you adhere to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. For if a man with gold rings and fine clothes comes into your assembly, and a poor person with shabby clothes also comes in, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say, Sit here, please, while you say to the poor one, Stand there or sit at my feet. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil designs? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, 
Did not God who chose those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he promised to those who love him? But you dishonor the poor. Are not the rich oppressing you? And do they themselves not haul you off to court? Is it not they who blaspheme the noble name that was invoked over you? However, if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And by the way, that is in italicized letters, my friends. Let me reread that. However, if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Whoa. All right, I want to slide down to the gospel really fast here because this was Mark chapter 8, 27 through 33, where Jesus is asking them, hey, who do you say that I am? And he's teaching them that, okay, I've got to suffer, you guys. I'm going to need to be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes. And then Peter said, oh my gosh, we can't do this, right? And then Peter got kind of schooled <laughs> by Jesus saying, get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking as God does, but as human beings do. So when you think about James and what is being said here, we must fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But we're focusing right now on the word partiality. And this is in our life everywhere. This is where God has to change us. This is where we cannot fulfill the royal law, loving ourselves and other people without him changing our hearts. Remember, it's a process. We need patience, but we need to be persistent. The triple P. None of us know how God will work or what his ways are. We don't think like God thinks. We're human beings. We let our emotions run wild. We let circumstances and people push our buttons. We're finicky and fickle. That's not God. God is none of those things. And God has complete control. So your process may be different than my process, which, be, which will be different than someone else's process in terms of our hearts changing and having compassion for people who are different than us. And you will know by the, the fruit of your behavior, of your thoughts, of your words of your actions. And there will be times when you will notice that you will look at someone with pure love 
And yet that same person you may have looked at not too long ago with a whole lot of judgment and uncharity, not a loving view of that person. These could be people we see on the street. They could be people that we meet when we're out running errands. They could be people in our very own lives, are the ones closest to us, our spouses, our family members, best friends, co-workers. So that is why <laughs> that royal law is so important and why I constantly harp on the fact that if we do not have God in our life and we do not surrender to him every day, there's no way we can live that royal law. Maybe we can muster it up for a short time. I don't know, a few hours, a half a day. But truly, it all starts with the most important meal of the day. <laughs> breakfast, right? That's what they say. Although I don't eat breakfast much. But I do like my bowl of Wheaties with God, right? I look at it like my strength against evil and judgment, impartiality. It's my strength against lack of forgiveness or lack of hope. It's my strength to get me through the day and the things that I told God that I would do, like yesterday. I will work out, God. I will. Did I? Yes, I did. <laughs> I was so happy. I mean, I just did it. And I think, honestly, as I approach Lent, and as all of us approach Lent, we should be thinking about what we're going to be doing for Lent. That brings us closer to God. Brings us closer to God, but is also sacrificial love. It's also a penitential act. So, here's where I'm going with this. Pray. We'll talk a little bit more about this the next few weeks as we approach Lent. But I want you to pray about what will actually bring you closer to God. How are you going to love yourself and love others differently? Does quitting chocolate or sweets accomplish that? I don't know. You tell me. You've got to look and say, how does chocolate react in my life? What do I do when I don't have chocolate? You know, you got to kind of look around you. I, I think I've shared this one where um, a priest or a bishop, I can't remember which one, ended up not drinking coffee for Lent and made everyone else's life miserable because he was just a bear. Now, that, to me, doesn't bring you closer to God nor help you live the, <laughs> the golden rule 
of loving yourself and loving your neighbor. So if, as we think about this, you have people that are coming into your mind or situations where, oh my gosh, yeah, I am really judgmental because guess what? We all have those moments. And in some cases, you may have more of those moments than than the non-judgmental moments. That's where I was when I was like, oh my gosh, I really do judge people almost instantly and put them in this kind of categorical box. And again, it was God that changed my heart as I began to love myself, even though I was so shameful. I mean, I was filled with shame, filled with regret, filled with self-hate, to be honest. I didn't love me. And so I think when God finally helped me love myself, I was able to look at other people as God's children too. And then when I went through my unbound process, freedom, deliverance thing, I really connected with the fact that everyone had traumatic upbringings. Everybody has issues in their lives that stem from early age, most from our family. And how am I to look at someone and try to put them into some sort of a category or a box of some sort when I have no idea who they are, what they've been through? I haven't even said hello. I don't even know what their voice is like. I become the world's judgment then. I become what the world created me to be, which is a materialistic, judgmental person who looks at people that are different, may even make fun of them. That wasn't ever me. I mean, I wasn't ever mean probably because I got picked on. I mean, I was the heavier kid, you know, type of thing. So I never really wanted to pick on anybody else. Thank you, God. I think that was a beautiful grace that that I received, right? I don't want anyone to feel this way. So I'm not going to be mean to anyone else. But I certainly had judgment. And yes, I talked about people behind their backs all the time. Maybe it's something like that, that you give up for Lent. I'm not going to gossip. And then that brings you closer to God because then all of a sudden you're stopping the gossiping in front of your coworkers, in front of the people that work for you, in front of your family members, and you're saying, you know what? I have told God that I will not do this because I don't like it when people do it about me behind my back. So sorry, everyone. I'm not going to participate in this. And I don't think you should either. Let's be better people than that. And so not only are you sacrificing what little juicy information you may get about someone, you're also going to feel a lot better. You're going to feel more filled with Christ because you are going to be different. And that's really what we're called to be in this world. Different. So maybe this year when all of your secular or non-practicing Catholic friends say, hey, what are you giving up for Lent? You could be creative and shove something in their face that is so different. And makes them think, not shove it in their face, you know what I mean. But surprise them, right? Like pop, kind of putting it in their face. Like, oh yeah, no, not chocolate. 
I'm going to give up gossiping. Or I'm going to do my best that every time I look at my whatever, my best friend, my spouse, my brother, my sister, whoever that I'm mad at or who I'm having issues with, and every time I want to not love them, I'm going to love them. I mean, gosh, what an awesome Lenten thing that is. And it's got your sacrificial penance to it, right? Penitential spirit where, you know, it's not something you really want to do. Again, you can look at it with a lot of things in your life, but we, we really need God to change our hearts. And I am working on this nasal thing. <laughs> I just, I just stopped. I've been coughing and just getting this snotty stuff out of my nose this whole podcast. Sorry about that. I don't know if any of you have any ideas. I'm not going to go get antibiotics. It, it's, I'm not sick. I just know that there's stuff in there. So like when I go to my left side of my head in bed, I can feel like kind of all the stuff move from one side of my nose to the other. And when I get up, I can feel it drain and it's all there. It's usually better by the afternoon, but I do these podcasts in the morning. So I struggle with kind of getting myself clear. I've been using these um, saline solutions, but I also put some hydrogen peroxide in there. That kind of worked a little bit yesterday. So I'm just struggling through this. It's just held on like a big snotty booger. <laughs> I know that's so gross, but it has. It. I mean, I was telling my husband, I'm like, my gosh, this is like that green boogery guy in that commercial, those Mucinex commercials. He just won't go. So anyway, sorry for the graphic. And I'm sure all of you may have seen that little green guy in your in your imagination if you've ever seen that commercial. Okay. If you got any other home remedies for kind of sinus nasal stuff, I'd love, love, love to hear it because I still have a little dizziness with it too. Um, okay, but I digress. Let's get back to the rule, the law, the golden rule, love yourself and your neighbors. But we know that we can't do it by ourselves. We talk about it all the time. So let's every day get up and ask the Lord to truly fill our hearts and our minds and our souls with love. Just love for us, for the world, for the beauty, for the truth, for our families, for our lives. And then let's go make the people in our lives, lives better. I know that wasn't a good sentence structure, but let's try to make their life better. That's what it's all about. And let's not be partial. God tells us this. But he also, in the very same reading, says that we do not know God's ways or God's thoughts. So we must have him work on us in his time. But pay attention as you continue to ask God to change your heart and to help you to love these people that you struggle to love in your life, pay attention to how you react, to how that person reacts as you shower more love on them. Don't forget to pay attention. <laughs> please, please, please. I'm 
sure you're paying attention because if it's a, you know, a bit of a tough relationship and you're reaching out with love, you're paying attention. But also pay attention to what they react to and how you feel once you give them love. Love is not a feeling, I say all the time, but darn it, when you give love, you are going to feel different. You will. And don't let that feeling be connected to what that other person does. Your act of love should be completely unconditional. I am doing this for you because I love you. I am not doing this for you because I want you to do something for me. I'm not doing this for you so that you can thank me or appreciate me. I am doing this strictly, purely from my heart because I love you. I love you as my friend, my family member, my spouse, my coworker. And I'm going to show you love and I am not going to expect anything back from you. But I do want you to pay attention to how you, mind, body, soul, and spirit, react when you give that love. It's amazing. It's amazing. And they're not always going to be awesome moments. Sometimes you may even feel like, why am I doing this? Especially if there's some completely negative reaction that comes as a result of it, right? Where all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, that was totally mean. Remember, love isn't a feeling, it's a choice. So you just give that to God and say, God, remember, I am loving without expecting anything else from anyone. And honestly, then your expectations are super low. <laughs> I, I mean, they are because you're not expecting anything from anyone. And then when they do come through with something, you are like, whoa. And you know, I am not a pessimist. I don't look at things through that lens ever. But some of you may be. So I've got to kind of, you know. <laughs> go there with you. Okay, now I'm getting really long here. <sighs> there is this incredible theme that is happening in James. And until or unless it changes, I am going to continue to bring it back. Pray for God's wisdom because he graciously wants to give it to us. But we must pray with no doubting in order to receive it. And then we will be able to love ourselves and love our neighbors. So don't forget, it takes all three. And to find that joy, let's go back to Jesus, others, you. Always get Jesus first in your life. The most important thing you do every day, hopefully it's what you kick your day off with because there's no better way 
to go be that love to other people once you've been with love itself. Right? Okay, go be love. I love you all so very much. I wish I could hug you. I wish we were like all in one big room where we could all talk and share stories. Because that's really what it's all about. It's companionship on the journey. It's knowing that you're not alone. And it's also knowing that, oh my gosh, there is, you know, hope and and transformation and, and happiness and joy on this ride. And God will shower it on you in the craziest times. So never give up. Remember, it's a process. Be persistent. And wait, it's a process. Be patient, but be persistent. Okay, I'm now talking in a closet because the garbage man is here making some noise. So I'm going to wrap this up. Find something more and have a blessed and inspired day.